Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Uplift Podcast with your host, Nathan Beeler. Today's guest is Nathan Leonard, a young minister in our church at First Pentecostal Church of Wichita. And before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to the Steadfast Devotion podcast hosted by Trey Cornwell and John Calvin Chance. They're doing an awesome job over there. And if you have anything that you're looking for spiritually, I would definitely go check them out. They are they're laying down some real fire right now. Uh, today, I have with me, like I said, Nathan Leonard. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself real quick, Nathan? Well, I just want to say first off, uh, I'm glad and thankful for this opportunity just to be on your uh, your podcast. I don't. Uh, take that opportunity uh i don't take it lightly and i appreciate you being allowed to be a voice on here to speak and i pray that whoever this goes to it speaks to their heart and god does what he wants to do with it that's why we're here how old are you nathan i am i just turned 20 this uh in november turned 20 like i said he's a young minister (laughs) very yeah, yeah. Still got a long ways to go to exactly. learn. Exactly. So this will be my first uh, recorded fully uh, remote podcast. That's why his microphone sounds a little bit different from mine, which is just fine. It's going to sound great in the end. Um, why don't you go ahead and start off with your testimony? Because I know you've got a very, very detailed and very lengthy testimony. Well, we, like he said, uh, we, we go to the same church. I've been going to this church all my life. I've been, uh, been born in Pentecost. Uh, I'm, I think a fifth generation from my, my mom and her grandma's side. And then from my grandpa, from her dad, I'm, I, I believe I'm sixth generation. So, uh, I'm no stranger to Pentecost and apostolic, but when I was growing up, there was, there was moments when I was a little kid, obviously like elementary got up to fifth grade and then middle school. I was that you could call dragged to church kind of kid. I was drugged there, you know. I would get on fire for God when we went to youth conventions and stuff like that, youth camps, and I'd always I'd get on fire for them then. And then you know when you get back home, you get back in reality, you get back in the swing of things, and and that that fire kind of dwindles if you don't continue to maintain it, you know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like Brother Stoop said, I'll throw that out there. He said, he said, we got the Holy Ghost and fire, but it's our job to maintain that fire. And uh, I, I didn't do that as a young kid. I would just go there and got what I got, got a breakthrough and then come back here and let it burn out. But uh, would you say that you got, would you say that you got uh, distracted? Yeah. You, yeah. You could definitely say that. You could definitely say What that. would distract you when you would be away from conventions and church and youth events and stuff like that? Uh, when I was that age, I would definitely, I'd get back to just normal life and I'd go to school, I'd hang out with friends and I'd, I was, I, I played, started playing football at fifth grade and, uh, we practice a lot and all that stuff. So that definitely played a toll on that. And then hang around a lot of my friends outside of church definitely distracted me. Not saying those are bad, but if I could tell anybody listening now, if you can find true friends that will last you a lifetime in the church that are on fire for God, you will never regret it. And those will be the closest friends you will ever have. So you so basically what your early experiences was, is you had the wrong friends in the wrong places. Yes. And 
didn't have uh wasn't very involved as a younger kid if you get more involved i think it, not think i know it, it it just makes you be at the church more and, and involved with people that or godly people you know and when you it's like i'm gonna tell my testimony we even got we're just getting to the beginning of it but who you hang around with is who you're gonna come and you're gonna see that later on as i get farther in my absolutely. testimony absolutely Praise God. That's <laughs> that'll preach right there. But go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but leading on to that, when I got into high school, my freshman year, I, I I started playing football again. I continued to play that, and I was just really into that. And then I really started getting involved with the wrong crowd, and that led into uh, my sophomore, like the summer going into my sophomore year, and uh, started. Doing wrong things, messing with uh, drugs, weed, uh, and that led into other other stuff. And and it, it so I, I I started leaving around my freshman year. So that was freshman, sophomore, my junior year. So it was three years I was gone from the church. And uh, like I said, I grew up in this, and then I had a choice right in there. And I I I, I, I kind of fully stepped out didn't have it hadn't didn't come for a while and then it led up to three years where I, I didn't come at all would you say that you kind of that you almost put that stuff as an idol in your life at that point when i when i started doing it at the beginning i didn't think of it as anything and then it started it started that stuff card just consumed me and became my lifestyle so yeah you definitely could say okay. that like, now i'm going to talk about the thing that uh kind of what happened to me in those three years is toward it was towards the end of it, and uh, I always get I just feel the Holy Ghost so strong telling this part because, like I, I told Brother Nathan before this, I start shaking telling this because it's, it's it's it just brings back so many memories of what God brought me through, and it's just so powerful to me. Obviously, it's my own testimony, but uh, anyways, we were at I was at my friend's house this one night, it was towards in this towards the end of my testimony, so it's probably like uh, let's say junior summer going into junior year. We were, I was at my buddy's house and, uh, they were, they were on this, this drug, like, a uh, LSD, if any, if you guys know what that, if you know what that is, it's, and, uh, I previously, uh, like experienced with that and stuff like that. And, uh, I didn't like it. And I already, I knew I didn't like it from previous times. And so I didn't, when they were doing it this time, I, di I didn't want to do it. And, uh, so they were all at the, my buddy's house. His parents have left. They were they were gone. We were just chilling at his house. There's like five of us, and uh, there was one distinct buddy that there was there. I say buddy, but he really kind of wasn't. Uh, we I mean it sounds kind of bad, but we kind of used him to, uh, for weed and stuff like that. You know, he just brought everything. We kind of just used him for that, and he was just there, you know, hanging out, and he took it and. Uh, one th one thing I noticed that we're hanging out on him before this night, he was dip he was definitely a different kind of a character. He uh he had a ring on his finger that had the star and the, the the goat in the middle of it, if you know what that is. And then uh he uh, read all these weird uh like satanic books and stuff like that. Really, and he never like talked about all that weird stuff. It, it he just said it kind of intrigued him, and it, I mean. I was I was out there. I knew what truth was, but I, I had a sign right there in front of me to, not to hang out with him. But I ignored it because he just brought the power around, you know. Yeah. Anyways, that's just a backstory of him. And we were in his house, and all them 
all uh, all in besides me are tripping. And uh, we sat at this table, and I was on one end, my buddy was on the other end, and then on the middle was that one guy I just described. We were just all talking. He wasn't really talking. He was just kind of being weird ever since he took the, the acid. And uh, there was actually a, uh, one of my buddy's brothers standing next to me while we were all at the table. So there were like four of us just, but the buddy, my buddy's brother was standing next to me. And uh, out of nowhere, that guy in the in the middle that I described, he uh, he just out of nowhere, he wasn't talking or nothing in our conversation. Out of nowhere, he goes, he's looking straight at the table and he goes, Nathan. I cannot look at you," he said. "Do not look at me." Really? And uh, and uh, all my all my all my buddies were around there, and I, I looked at him. I was like, "What?" I looked at him. And I said his name. I said, "I said, dude, look at me. Why can't you look at me?" You know, I knew he was kind of weird. I knew he did stuff like that. I just didn't understand why he couldn't look at me. You know, and all my other other buddies were just trying to ignore it, and they were trying to. Just said, brush it off, and we just kept on talking, act like it didn't happen. Just kept on talking, and then out of nowhere again, he goes, he goes, Nathan, can you leave the room? And I, I, I looked at my friends again. I said, All right, this is the second time. We can't just brush this. You know, I, I was thinking in my head, I was like, We just can't brush this off. This is weird. He asked me <laughs> to he, leave he the room. The table. Yeah, the second time he asked me to leave the room. He said, Nathan, can you leave wow. the room? And uh. At the time, I had no idea what this stuff meant. I had no idea why he was doing this. But uh, I'll tell this part. Uh, so I, I, they all trying to brush it off again and just go back and talk because they know he's kind of weird. But I, I, I could not do it. <laughs> I could not. You sit couldn't shake right? the feeling that something was off no. with him, and the reason why it was off was because of you. You couldn't shake that. No. No, absolutely not. And so I was like, well, I want to know why he wants me to leave the room. So I was like, I'm going to go to the restroom, even though I didn't have to. I went into the restroom, uh, just messing with my hair. That's when I got to do something to see what was happening. And uh, looking back, I probably shouldn't have left the room because when I left the room, I walked in, uh, uh, I heard something fall. It's just a big, huge, just thump. And my, uh, the, the buddy that was staying next to me, my buddy's brother, he uh, he was on the floor and blood was everywhere. And uh, so that guy that was telling me all these things, he got up and he, he walked into the room room and just stood straight for a couple minutes and then turned around, went back in the kitchen. And out of nowhere, he just soccer punched this guy just right in the face. And uh, it was so bad that you could uh, stick your finger behind his lip. And the cut that was on his lip, you could see your finger that was behind his lip. That's how bad it was. It was right after you left the room. That's that's when I was in the that's when I was in the bathroom and I and I walked in there and I saw I saw blood everywhere, him on the floor trying to get up, but he was it hit him so hard he was like knocked out and he he was wiggling trying to get up, but he was just so you know dazed. Just as I, I'll never forget the look in that guy's eye, and uh, I I truly believe he was spirits were possessed in yeah, that night yeah. you know and uh later to that 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 right there paid a huge impact like just with my uh going after that night just that there was all that in my mind you know and i'd always ask my buddies i was like why can he look why do you say you couldn't look at me why do you ask me to the room 
and they they didn't know why he couldn't look at me, but they said he, they always just they just explained when he asked me to leave the room because he was scared of me. He didn't want me to stop him from beating that guy up and thought I would beat him up, and I just didn't accept that. I was like, that's not it. I I said I said I told him I said all right. I said okay, but I didn't accept that. You know, I was like, that's not that's not really it. And uh, kind of opened your eyes a little bit to what that actually looked like at that time because you probably heard stories you probably knew about it from going to church as long as you had before this but you had never experienced anything like it before i'm imagining right yeah and uh i'll be truly honest with you during all this stuff happening i i was so tunnel vision i i didn't even think of nothing about it spiritually i just know it scared me and i knew it wasn't what they said it was mm. like i was I didn't have the revel- I didn't have no revelation of what it was or what was going on. I just know I did not like it, and I knew I didn't. And it, it it was just you know it was just that I did not. I wanted to get out of there. So after that night, I, we obviously stopped hanging with that kid. And uh, uh, bef- before this happened, that this this specifically thing happened. It's crazy how all this stuff happened because before that night happened, I was in Tennessee. Cause we, my family always goes to Tennessee during the summer and, uh, I was with my, I was with my uncle and, uh, I was, I was still, you know, smoking pot and everything. I wasn't like in church. This was during the three years, but this was bef- like, the before this is the same summer, but before that night, it was crazy. Cause we were, it was my uncle, it was me. And then my uncle's, his wife's brother that we were all just sitting outside talking and, uh, they were talking about politics, arguing and all this stuff and uh, about uh, all that stuff, you know. And he said, I'm going to stop arguing about politics. I'm going to just say this one thing. He said, I'm going to go into Revelation and explain all that to you. And when he started going to Revelations and started explaining all this stuff, I was sitting there. And I was like, I told you I, w- I wasn't in church. And I had no idea my uncle knew all this stuff, this much about the Bible, yeah. you know. And I was sitting there and it literally, it started making me thinking. I'm not gonna lie. It made me scared. It made me. It was like, like made me th- start thinking of where I was at. And then this, that leading up to what happened that night, I know it was God because because it, it after that night, and I'd go home and you know try to go on with my day after that that uh, being with my buddies and all that happening. That that God reminded me of what my uncle told me and all that stuff, and it just all that started going in my head and. It it just planted a seed. Yeah, it it was it was a lot, you know. It was probably really scary too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna tell this because uh, God told me if I tell my testimony, I can't leave this out. Uh, uh, after that that night, we were we had to take that guy home. We had to get him out of that that house, you know. And uh, we know what he did was wrong. And what we weren't going to be mean enough to hand the guy the keys and tell him to drive because he could have killed himself because he was tripping, you yeah. know. So, so my buddy drove, uh, got in the car and he, he said, Nathan, get in the back seat. He said, I ain't driving by myself <laughs> with this guy. But anyways, so we drive this this guy home, and uh, I want you guys to re- remember this: what I told I said at the beginning of this podcast. Whoever who you hang around with is who you become. And when he was in the car, he. Uh, we already knew he was depressed. We already knew that spirit was attached to him. But while he was in the car, the spirit of suicide came out. He tried to open up the door and jump out. 
I had to go over there and hold the the, the uh, door, like the lock down, so he couldn't jump out at all. And then the third one, he came out and said he was gay. So, you know, the spirit of depression was on him, the spirit of uh, suicide, the spirit of homosexuality. And uh, uh, I'm going to let you guys know if, if you don't fully understand why you say who you hang around with, who you become. When you hang around with somebody, you do not know what kind of spirits are attached to them. You don't know what they're feeding into your life. You don't know what they're involved in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, I'll be honest with you. Those those three spirits after that, that night, those three spirits attacked me. They tried to, depression hit me hard. I never understood depression. I was like, well, how could people be depressed? How could people, you know, be sad? And I never understood suicide. I was like, how could someone come to a point where they wanted to kill themselves? Uh, I never fully went into deep, deep depth of, I wanted, oh, I wanted to go, like, I really went to a part where I wanted, I, I tried to. It's just those thoughts, yeah. thoughts of depression, thoughts of, should I kill myself? That's all it got. And then homosexuality has never attracted by men. But when I say I was attacked by that, I, I, I looked in the mirror while I was in the, I was, I was just in the shower one day and that thought came into my mind, are you gay? And I got out of the shower and I looked at myself and, and I, it, that's when it hit me hard. When I, all those three hit me and that last one hit me when it, cause it was just a thought. I said, are you gay? And it, it, when I looked in the mirror and I said, Nathan, this is not <laughs> you. Like th it, that's what it just really freaked me out. Like I said, I wasn't suicidal where I was going to go try to kill myself. I wasn't uh, gay where I thought men were attractive. It's just those thoughts that came to my mind. And I, I knew that those spirits were trying to attack me and I attacked me and I recognized yeah. it at the beginning, you know, and it, that really truly freaked me out. And, and it, was, it God rem reminded me of what Kay did in the car. And it was just crazy how he was just showing me these things. And all of this leading up to that, my mind was just so, so, I don't even know how to describe it. Just off. All that happened. And then here's a little backstory to where I'm going to go shift into this next part of my testimony. I live with my, my cousin. He, he lives with me at my mom's house. His uh, name is Preston. And we share the same room. And the, he, he's he's been in this he's ever since I was uh I'm pretty sure he came in started staying my mom's house my sophomore year so he's and he's been in church this whole time he was go, he'd go to church every Sunday every Wednesday you know he he, he he was he was on fire for God during all of this so he saw me do all my stuff and all this stuff happening led up to a night where I had those I had those uh thoughts of remembering what my uncle told me back about revelation and on an uh it was i know the date because i wrote down J uh july 28th of 2019 that was the day that so just, i uh so just I talked to him here. about it yeah <laughs> wow it's, oh, hold, hold on hold on real it. quick hold on it's only been a year a little over a year it's a little like over a year, a year. Like six months something like that that's yep. wild, dude. I feel like you've been doing you. Okay. So real quick, before you go any further, I want to say that you have come a long way. <laughs> you, you have seriously grown in such a short amount of time. I cannot believe it's only been a year and a half. 
it feels like it's been a lot longer than that since you've because I remember when you came back I was super excited when you came back uh I don't know if you ever knew that or anything but like when you came back to church and I started seeing you like every Sunday that was getting me hyped up and excited I was like Nathan's coming that's crazy like I I remember when you left I I don't remember like you not I just remember you not being there anymore because you used to come with your uh with your aunt all the time right yeah 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 and when I wow. didn't re- when I didn't see you after a while I I noticed that you were gone I was like man I wonder what happened to him he probably moved to you know, I, I know you, your family originated from Tennessee and all that. So I was like, I wonder if you moved back. And then when you came back, yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Nathan's back. That's so cool because I knew that you were that that you had the background with your family and everything of being involved in the church and everything. So I was so just just sorry to pause your testimony, but like oh, you're good. I just you're have true. to like let you know that the growth I've seen in you in the last year and a half is astounding. It's it, it definitely does not feel like it's only been a year and a half. Well, that, I thank you from the bottom of my heart, but I all glory to God because it's it's been a journey. Like to me, it hasn't even felt a year and a half. I just look back and it's I can't even describe it. You know, I For just sure. uh, I can't even put it in words. <laughs> all I know is is God is good and He is faithful. And this will be a good point to say this scripture in Deuteronomy thirty-one and six: Be strong and of good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake Amen. thee. No matter where you go, he will always be with you. He will always be a light unto your path. He will always direct you. He said, if you make your bed in hell, I will lie with you. And he, he truly was with me, even when I didn't even realize. Amen. And uh, uh, I, it, like you said, it's I don't I look back and I it's just crazy how it's only been in a year and a couple months. But back to my uh, my thing, I was talking to my cousin and and him and leaving with being in the same room with me and and those those uh, I remind I uh, remembered those thoughts of my uncle talking about the revelation and stuff and uh, July twenty eighth. I was when I was asked Preston about that stuff, and I just started asking him stuff. I was just on a random night, the night before this day, the day before, I was, I was, I was still doing the same stuff. I was, I smoked pot the day before and everything. And it's just this night, I just was curious, you know. I started asking him questions, and uh, he said, he said some stuff I'll never forget. He, he told me about uh, Pharaoh, about how God hardened his heart and all this stuff, and uh. It, it, that right there hit me so hard, square in the face. I thought this right, like talking to him, this is my last chance to choose, choose a side. Mm. You know, am I going to continue to do what I'm doing or am I going to quit all of this, lay it all aside and go pursue what I know I should be doing and live after what God wants, not my will, but his will, you know. And uh, it, right when he told me that, I started breaking down in tears and he just kept on preaching to me, preaching to me, preaching to me. And and uh, he said some other stuff about how he uh, was uh, was asleep one night, and uh, he got he he uh, while he was sleeping he uh, felt big pressure. This is Preston, big pressure on his chest in our room we share. Then it went up to his up closer to his neck, and then on his neck like choking him. And and uh, all he did like before he woke up was just say Jesus, and he felt the pressure come off of him 
and he set up he he didn't know what just happened you know and uh we have a door that just directly if he turns his head from his bed it looks down a hallway he said he when he looked down that hallway he literally saw a, a spirit like an evil spirit like a demon in my house and when he told me that i started crying even more but it really it, i told him I, it really made me mad i was crying but it made me mad and i told i i got up i started i started i started real mad because i was like i was like that's in my house you know i was like i, I was thinking to my i was like i allowed that to be in my house where my brothers and sisters sleep where my mom and my my stepdad sleeps i know i wasn't the man of the house but it, i still felt like you know i i because i i knew when i did all those things. I brought spirits in the house. I, I wasn't fully aware of it when I was doing all that stuff, but I was aware of it at that time. And I just knew, I was like, I left that in my house and it, it just kind of hit me even harder. I feel like that there's a lot of younger kids, especially with how young you were at that time, but there's a lot of young adults, especially uh, that are, were, that are in the same position that you were in at that point in time of, of, of having to make a decision or, teetering on the idea of making a decision they don't realize that spirits will attach themselves to you they they absolutely will and they will follow you into your home and torment your family i talked to andrew whitman on a previous podcast and he talked about the same idea but his parents were telling him that that's that's what can happen and that reminded me yeah. of trey and john calvin's testimony with brother bankins and how his sister would pray every time he came home because he would bring those same spirit not the same spirits he would bring spirits into the home with him and she would start immediately praying because she could feel those those spirits coming into the home so it's not it's <laughs> to to live the lifestyle that, that you were living was rather selfish not to put you down or anything but oh, it was yeah. rather selfish because no, you're completely on it you didn't know all of the effects of what you were doing, you were so wrapped up in what you had going for yourself. Yep. So understand. Absolutely. No, you're completely so, ab so understand that if you're listening to this and you're, and you're involved in some things that you know, number one, you shouldn't be doing, but number two, you want to get out of, you need to make a conscious decision quickly because your decisions have an effect on the people that are around you. That's right. You were hundred percent right. Ephesians six and 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weaknesses in high Ooh, places. Praise God. I just got the chills on that one. <laughs> praise God. That is absolutely right. We we got like, uh, I'll go into, well, I got to say this before I go into that. Uh, but the, the end of, that wasn't the end of my, our talk with, my talk with Preston. Uh, I was actually sitting in my, in my bed and, uh, I just, when he was preaching to me, I, I, I just not even thinking of it, not even, you know, anything. I, I just did it. I raised my hands and I tell people this, it, it, it's literally, if I can describe it, how I, I felt it, it was like, I got the Holy ghost all over again. I just raised my hands without me even doing, I couldn't, I just, it just happened. I raised my hands and it flowed like a river of living water out of, out of me. And I just started speaking in tongues for the first time in three years. Wow. And I will never forget that moment. And it, oh, I just feel like right now telling you on this. It was, like I said, I will never forget that. And that right there, that, that, that critical moment in my life right there, I knew 
I knew without a shadow of a doubt I had to stop what I was doing. I had to stop everything. And right there, I was delivered of weed, of alcohol, any other drugs I was doing. I told you, though, the day before, I just smoked. That, that day before was the last day. That day I spoke in tongues for the first church time in three years. And since it's been the last time, so July 28th, I've been sober for over a year and it's a couple months now. Nothing. That's awesome. And uh, that obviously, awesome. when you come back to the world, I just give all glory to God for that. And I'll, I'll never forget that. But uh, obviously, when you come out of the world like that, you can get to God will deliver you immediately from all of that. He said, one, one touch from the hem of my garment, you are made whole. But the things that the things that I had, God had to work on me, I had to get in the word. And he had to, he had to wash out my mind. He had to wash out my heart on the pureness and, the, you know, all that just nastiness that was in there, you know. He had to, he had to wash that out. And it, it felt like it took forever. And uh, I'm not saying I'm perfect now. I still still have to get in there and uh, get that fresh anointing oil every single day. But I, I'll, like Brother Lincoln says, I'm not where God wants me, but I definitely am not who I once Absolutely. was, you know? So real quick, because I'm sure there's somebody that's listening that is on the other side of where, of what you just talked about. They, they're, they're making the decision to start living for God again or living for God period at all. What was some of the things that helped you the want to do those things? It never goes away. I know that from a personal perspective that those the want to the idea that it's still there and available never goes away what are some of the things that mm-hmm. you've been able to uh do for yourself to try and help curb the I, i'll call it appetite for for lack of a better term to want to go back and do some of those things again uh i'll be completely uh, honest with you i uh where I, after that night, I believe God like literally touched me because if oh you haven't you haven't had any wants after that night, I promise you it 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 like I it took it all out like I didn't want to go smoke weed I didn't want to go do those things with with my with my friends anymore and I, to be honest with you, when I was in the world, it's not like I, I I started doing it it's not like I liked it at the beginning because that kind of stuff it did make me insecure it did make me socially awkward. And uh, I didn't like going to parties and stuff like that. And I, it was because of those things. So it's not like I, I did, I did it every day because I just did it and I, I felt like I needed to. But it was also because of people hang up home around okay. with me. And I felt like that helps too. Not not saying I'll give you like you're talking about, but I'll give you pointers. Uh, one thing I, I knew I had to do uh, was not... I mean, I didn't fully just stop hanging out with those people I was hanging out with. Like the next day, I, I saw my buddies again, and I, I, I told them I was done smoking because they obviously, you know, they're all right. Was no smoke, and I, I was like, I can't. And I'm, I'm sorry. And they, they were all just confused because it was just the next, just the previous day I just smoked, you know. And they were like, What in the world? You just did it yesterday. Why can't you do it today? <laughs> and they were like, They're like, Oh, I'm just going on a break. And and I was like, I was like, No, I'm done. I'm completely done. And and uh. I, I told him I, I'll hang out with them, but it was after like a, a couple week uh, after that week, I didn't, I didn't, I stopped, I kept stopped doing it. I didn't do it anymore. They started to see, he was like, Oh, he's being serious. He's, he, he's not doing it. And I wouldn't hang around them when they, when they did uh-huh. those things. Uh, I was still, you know, I hung out with these guys three years. I was still talking to them and stuff like that. 
But then eventually, as I stopped hanging around with them when they started smoking and all that stuff, eventually became right at hang, almost didn't hang out with them all. And I started building relationships within the church. And uh, part of my testimony, I have to say it, I became really, really, really close with uh, Trey Cornwell. And uh, he uh, he definitely uh, became a, a really best friend to me. And uh, that's what that's one thing that I would always say is, like I said at the beginning, get a friend in the church. And that really helped me that he was on fire. He was, you know, he spoke a lot of stuff into in my life. And uh, that leaving those friends, I still like I today, I still communicate with them. I still, you know, tell them what's going on in their life because, you know, I want to, uh, there's still a lot, so I want to reach them. But I just, I don't, on my everyday life, I don't go, hey, let's go hang out or something. I'll go grab a bite to eat with them and talk to them for lunch or something, but I don't hang out with them day-to-day basis. If that no, makes it sense. makes complete sense. That's absolutely, that's awesome, actually, that you that you brought that up. That's cool. You just got to, when you're changing from the world to go to, to live for God, it's one of the hardest things that people have to make, and it's it's changing those friends. Not saying you have to lose them, but you have to separate yourself. Because like I, I, I'm gonna preach this until it's you're blue. I'm telling blue in the face. You, the people you hang around with is who you become. Hang around people that are on fire for God, that want to go further in God, that want to you know to be something with God. You that is gonna affect you. But people that are have no goals that are just druggy and all that stuff, that's gonna have effect on you too. So you you really choose. But uh. After all of this, I can't. I can't leave this out. While I was going through this process, and and uh, I had to learn how to pray all over again. I had to learn, you know, how to read my word all over again, and everything like that. And uh, there was this one night where I expressed, and I said, "Bro, I keep praying. It's just repetition. That just keep going. Saint, I just, I said, I need help. How, how do I? How do I pray?" <laughs> and uh, he put this sermon on by Josh Hearing about the tabernacle prayer. Oh, that's it. That's and a good uh, I'll never if, say it again, real quick, so everybody can make sure that we get a get an earpiece for all of that. It's it's by Josh Hearing called the Tabernacle Prayer. There you go. I'll never forget that that night because I was just sitting there. It was just a, it was another no, normal another another normal uh, random night, and I just said, "Bro, help! Like, give me some advice." And he just put this sermon on. We we pulled up the chairs in front of the TV. Got my notepad. I still have that those notes I took, about two full pages worth, and uh, I'll truly say that I definitely did help me. Uh, but the thing that's significant about that night, while we were, I was listening to that. God spoke to me, and He revealed to me why that guy could not look at me, or why He wanted me to leave the room. And when I when I got the revelation, I jumped up and I told person, I said, I said, I said, bro, bro, I know why that guy could have looked at me. <laughs> I said, I said, because I was still wondering why, you know, I was still wondering why. And, and I was like, dude, I said, dude, you know, those spirits that were attached to him. I said, I was gone three years, but guess what? I said, and mine not have been as bright, but he saw my Holy Absolutely. Those spirits could not, they could, they didn't, they saw that light and the darkness not, cannot comprehend the light. And with that, it, like I said, you got to maintain your your oil or like or that it was still dim, but that Holy Ghost power still had effect on him with me not even being able to maintain and be gone for it three years. Than, had, That's how powerful exactly. it is. Exactly, it had more than enough light to drive them away. Oh yeah, 
and 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 then him asking me to leave the room, the presence of God, because the Holy Ghost is when God's spirit it lives and dwells in you, we're the living we're the temple, you know. Uh they have no authority and they have they have nothing. So he, that's why I believe he asked me to leave the room and then when I got that it just I felt like I, I just man, it that right there just like I told you, it just jumped up and I just started telling pressure that it was just it just blew my mind. It was so simple, you know, you just think about well duh but it I was just like, Wow you know and that's why I say God will never leave you nor forsake you. I was gone three years and someone that was possessed still saw the light of the Holy Ghost that I had previous when I was eight years old that I received. I bet there was someone still praying for you even though you may not have known about it. I bet you there was somebody in especially in your family, knowing how how far back they go generation wise with with being in the church and everything somebody had you in mind when they were praying for sure oh yeah uh i i i'm coming back in church and i i I heard all the everybody that was praying for me and one distinctive uh moment i know is uh mary Kay. uh she's a lady at our church she uh uh my mom cleans for her and she sent me down one one sunday night and uh uh she told me she said she said uh your mom was a prayer warrior. She said, she said, uh, she loves her baby. She loves her kids, but she prays specifically for you. You know that Nathan. And I, and I just looked at her cause I've never heard this, you know? And, uh, I, I don't mean this to be arrogant or anything like that, but this is just what my, what she said. My mom said it. And it just, it kind of touched me and almost made me start making me cry. And she goes, she goes, uh, when she'd come over to my house and talk about you, she said, she goes, my name is anointed. And and she she said how how much she'd pray how much she would just be like blue in the face and just how much she would just intercede for her kids and and it really hit home and she said the reason why you're here is because your mother's Absolutely. prayers obviously there's there's other people that prayed but a mother's prayers for her her kid is is like no other you you are you exactly know? right about that I know from personal experience because my mom when I was I I didn't go through um all the all the nasty things of the world i didn't go through some of the but i was away from the church for quite a while and i didn't care and i think that's where i was really messed up was i didn't even care that i wasn't going to church or if i did go to church it was just to smile at everybody and put on a show because i knew i didn't even want to be there (laughs) but Mm -hmm. i know the whole time that i was you know in and out of what i was going through my mom was praying for me and absolutely and you don't feel it in the moment because you don't know what's happening mm-hmm. but for sure when your mom prays for you <laughs> you it it oh, puts yeah. a veil of protection around you that you you couldn't even begin to comprehend and i and i mm-hmm. and i know for a fact that when you were going through those things that your mom's veil of protection was around you for sure absolutely absolutely you you were spot on there. Uh, a little, uh, another cool little thing. Uh, obviously, we have other people that pray besides our mom. Oh, sure. and, uh, this, uh, this thing, what I got told when I got back, oh, the, the day I, uh, so that next day, it was actually when I told Preston all that stuff, the July 28th. The next day, as I drove up Preston to the church to him to drop him off because they were going to youth congress. And that was the first time I'd been to church in three years. I didn't go in, but I was just, I dropped him off. I was just out, you know, I was in the parking lot, <laughs> but, uh, 
So all the all the people that I, I brother Mike and uh, Thomas Kelly and all of them just they, they saw me and Trey. He wasn't uh, there. He drove separate, but uh, they all just they people that you know that I've 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 seen at that church saw me there and they they were just like what what's he doing here? And obviously they just thought I was dropping off Preston, but they I got told by him by brother Mike by Thomas by uh, Trey by other a lot of people that they went there. And uh, there was at times during youth congress that they prayed for me to come back to church. And uh, that when they got back that next Sunday, uh, it was crazy because I was sitting there in the pew and and they 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 were like, wow, like they just they, they had no <laughs> idea what just happened like previous to all of them, you know, youth right. congress. So I was just pretty cool to hear hear that when i got back in the church you had more you had a bunch of people praying for you and absolutely glory to god uh to hear that you were delivered so quickly of all that stuff that that is a miracle in itself uh oh it is to anybody that's been uh, involved in any of that stuff that was addicted to that stuff uh they'll tell you that you know the urges do come back the Mm -hmm. and not and i say that i hope I, i don't get misunderstood that it's not such an overwhelming urge that you can't like that's all you're thinking about for the day. It'll be just be a little twinge. Like, man, you remember like what you might be stressed out like at work or if you have kids, you might mm-hmm. be stressed out with your kids and you're like, man, I know an escape. <laughs> I, I know what yeah. I know how I can get out of this situation, but yeah. it's, it's just a quick and fleeting moment for some people who, who don't get completely delivered the way you did. And I, I thank God that you were completely delivered. You don't have to deal with any of that kind of stuff oh, because it, it, it can't be, like I said, from personal experience, it can be a little rough. It can be a little hard yeah. to, you know, be like, man, I just need to stay. I got to stay away from that. I can't, I can't even think about it or whatever, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. when you came back, you said that you and Trey got really close really quick. Um, I wanted to go back to that specifically because when I'm talking to somebody that is in the church, but they're kind of like, they're the lukewarm Christian, right? I like to, Mm-hmm. I I want to I I like to tell those people who are in the church that want to do more, but they're like they're kind of you know iffy if they want to do more. I feel like Trey was your anchor. And oh yeah. I tell anyone who wants to get more involved in the church, wants to get more done in the church, wants to, but they're but they're kind of like on the fence. Find an anchor. Find somebody who like you did. Yeah. Like find somebody who's on fire for God that you can tether yourself to, to be able to make your walk with God stronger until you can be an anchor for somebody else. Accountability partner. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like one day, Nathan, there'll be somebody who needs an anchor and you're going to be that for someone else. You're going to be able to say, yeah, you can attach yourself to me. I'll, I'll bring you along on my ride. It'll be all, it'll be all right. I praise God for that. Like brother Bankett says, uh, the church is the nurturer. We're here to, to help, to, uh, to one when one body part of the church is struggling, we're here to to pick you up and dust the, the dirt off you. You know, keep it moving because that's what it takes. You got to yep. keep. You, you absolutely got to keep it moving. Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to say one thing before I I stop talking. Uh, uh, I know you you do your your podcast around testimonies and all all that. Uh, and I'm not discarding testimonies. I'm not discarding what God has done. And I don't regret, uh, my testimony. God brought me that through that for a reason and everybody else's testimony, but we can't forget the, 
the one true most powerful testimony, and that is as being faithful. You know, absolutely. It's it's staying faithful to God, and I want anybody listening to that just because you don't have you don't think you have that great supernatural like that. What say what I you just heard from me or any of the other uh, episodes you they hear from them. If you stayed faithful, that is one of the great. That is the greatest testimony you can oh, have. Oh, absolutely! I was. I cannot remember who I was talking to. I'm glad you bring that up. Uh, I was just talking to somebody that was. I can't. I wish I remembered who it was. I'd get. I'd, I'd say their. I'd say their name, but I was talking to somebody, and they were telling me that they felt exactly like that. That their life wasn't awesome, or they did, or or they couldn't become like a, a like a on fire for God preacher because they didn't have any. Out, out of out of church experiences they grew up in the church and they stayed faithful and they went it's like dude that is a testimony that that is like one of the best testimony you know how hard it is to just stay in the church and and be devoted to god all the time it, it is difficult it, the devil doesn't make it easy he makes it easy to black he makes it easy to backslide he makes it easy to 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 walk away from the church when you're stressed out or when something goes wrong or or someone offends you in the church he makes it easy to, to get out of the church. If, if you're, if you are, I, I, for lack of a better term, are, are sheltered against the world, mm-hmm. that is an awesome miracle of God because it is so Absolutely. hard to be completely faithful all the time and not lose faith and not, and not lose sight of where you're supposed to go. Yeah, that, that that's completely right. I just, I want people to know Absolutely. that, you know, you don't got to have that, that, out of church experience like you said out of church testimony. Yeah, you don't have to have that that that's <laughs> that that's that's spe- your test was specifically for you so that you could be the man yep. you, who you are today but if you if you've never gone through anything like that praise god <laughs> don't 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 discard yeah. that praise don't discard god. that keep a hold of that and, and tell everybody about it because you don't need it, the out of world experience yeah it makes for a good testimony makes for a good story but it doesn't make you who you are yeah, like brother, ben, uh, I keep saying brother Bang because he's my mentor. But uh, yeah, like he says, we we always uh, when we're telling our battle testimony, obviously before, I'm telling the testimony, the full thing. But uh, when we're joking around about it, we always tell the good parts, you know, the exactly. funny parts. But there's a lot of there's a lot of parts that we leave out that that bad parts, the sad nights, depressing nights, you know. There's there's a there's a lot more of those dark dreaded nights than there are those ha- happy and you know. You you kind of hit some. You hit the highlights that you clinged on to in memory from your te- from from your past, but you're exactly right. You you hit those highlights, but there was a lot of times. There, I mean, three years is a long time to be to to Ooh. be in that kind of situation where you're completely lost. And I yeah, and absolutely. I said it, it doesn't make you who you are because it doesn't make you who you are today. The decisions you make today are who you are today. The the, the what you've yeah. done in the past that that's built you up. But who you are today is a completely different person than who you were yesterday, and we should definitely right. and we definitely should take every every day as an as a as a, take advantage of every day to help advance ourselves in our walk with God and make sure that we're we're doing what we need to do, because like you said early in the podcast, let God's will God's will be done, not mine, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh. I'm not like I when I say this, I'm not trying to glorify myself or uh, anything like that. But uh, you were telling how fast God was changing me. That's all glory to God. Uh, and I say this: uh, I was going through the the world three years. The devil tried to destroy me in three years. 
but God restored me in three weeks. And if you're sold out, 100%, got your mind made up, and you are, you're tired, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. It don't take long for God to get you out of the world and to, you know, like he did with the Israelites. He, he, he took them out of bondage while they're going, going to the Red Sea. The chair, they saw chariots after them. They saw dust cloud of their past, their, their chains, their bondage coming behind them. But when they walked through that Red Sea, he destroyed it. He, he washed it away. They, they saw their enemy defeated right before their very eyes. And God will do that for each and every one who is listening. And and just stay stay consistent, stay persistent. And no matter what comes, you know, you, you just got to keep on fighting, keep on pressing forward and, and stay firm in the will of God. And he will see you through anything you go through, you know. Amen. Um, I... Uh, if if you you got anything else you wanna, uh, that's I I think that's it for me. I just thank you again for letting me be on here and speak. It is my pleasure, believe me. Um, do you want to close us in prayer? Yeah, Lord, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for what Nathan is doing. Uh, I pray for every listener, Lord God, that may turn this podcast on, Lord God. I pray you would open up their hearts, open up their minds, Lord God, and you would speak to them what they need to be spoken to, Lord God. I just pray right now, Lord God. That every listener, Lord God, would gain something from this, Lord God, that the, the words that we spoke tonight were anointed, Lord God, and they receive it, Lord Jesus. And I just pray for every single one of them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Uh, Nathan, definitely going to have you on again. <laughs> that it, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, this has been the Uplift Podcast because it is uplifting. <laughs>